0: Welcome to KJV Cafe, where the truths of God's Word come alive. Grab a hot cup of coffee or tea and spend some time learning about our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Listen now to Pastor Clark Covington of Heartland Community Baptist Church as he explores great insights from the Word of God.
1: Amen. Thank you for joining me today. I uh, really got a blessing being up uh, at the radio station yesterday and uh, spending some time there uh, with the charithon. I also really enjoyed uh, working with the pastors there. And uh, today's message uh, deals with something that uh, we saw there yesterday and we talked about here today. And it warmed my heart and uh, it kind of lit a fire under under me here to preach on it here today. And and that's the idea of a house full of testimonies. See, last night we stayed uh, with, with members of the church there, uh, uh, Vicki and Gene Irving, and uh, we enjoyed our stay, and uh, my wife is friends with Miss Vicki, amen, and I've met Jean before, and uh, we enjoyed our stay, and we talked uh, late into the night, and uh, they, they just continue to tell us... Uh, Stories, for lack of a better word, stories and and uh, actual historical facts of their lives and and people they knew and and all of these stories had a, had a theme to it. They were they were interwoven. And uh, when we were driving home today, and my wife and I were just talking about the things that we heard, and just talking about the spirit that was uh, evident in that house, that wonderful spirit. We said uh, it was like the, the house was a a house full of testimonies. Amen. You know, uh, a house full of testimonies, and that is uh, what we're talking about here today, a house full of testimonies. That's a good thing to have, amen. It's a good thing that the Holy Spirit is still working there at WHPY, still working there at a Fellowship Baptist Church in Clayton, North Carolina, amen. Uh, and, and, you know, having a house full of testimonies, it, it says a lot. You know, we heard testimony after testimony of God's goodness, in their lives and those that they love, testimonies of deliverance, testimonies of blessings, testimonies of salvation, and many more testimonies. My text verse here today is Luke 8:39. Return to thine own house and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. Whew. So this is uh, Jesus here, and he just he- healed the uh, maniac at Gadara, and uh, Luke 8 is a wonderful book, and it's a book full of sermons that preachers could preach all day long, and uh, there's a lot of twists and turns uh, in this true account that uh, Dr. Luke is sharing through uh, through God's Word, and we see in this account that Jesus heals this man, and that this man has been miraculously healed. And if you read about his condition, oh my goodness, he was down and out. He had devils in him. He was in the woods. He was shackled. He was he was chained. He was naked. Uh, when when Jesus commanded who who he was, the the answer was legion because we are many devils. Hey, this guy was possessed. Amen. If you've ever dealt with mental illness, uh, if you ever know anyone that's had mental illness, you understand. Uh, this is a real thing. And uh, here we see the maniac Gadara. He's healed. He's miraculously healed. He wants to follow Jesus. Uh, that's a testimony unto itself. That's a message unto itself. When Jesus heals you, will you follow him? But staying online here, he wants to follow Jesus. But what does Jesus tell him to do? Luke eight thirty nine. Jesus says, Return to thine own house and show how great things God hath done unto thee and he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. So what Jesus commanded him to do was to testify. Jesus commanded him to say, go ahead and testify. Hey, is that okay today? Amen, it is. Is that a command for us? Amen, it is. Uh, Have we been healed by Jesus? Amen, I hope you have. I have, amen. If we've been saved, we've been healed by the blood of Jesus. So we should testify. And I want to talk about god today and the idea of a house full of testimonies you know what would it look like and what does it mean and what does it do firstly what it looks like he the holy spirit is there matthew 10 32 whosoever therefore shall confess me before men him will i confess also before my father which is in heaven you know, the Holy Spirit is there. There's this working relationship. When we are testifying, when we have a house full of testimonies, you know what? Christ is in us, right? Think about this. What makes us want to testify? Jesus Christ. What convicts us to testify? The Holy Spirit. How do we get the Holy Spirit? By accepting Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. So the Holy Spirit is there. He understands who Christ is by the working Of the Holy Spirit. That's how we know that that the Lord is living within us. That's the Holy Spirit that we get when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And as we see in Matthew 10, 32, it tells us, and then it shows us to be saved. uh, We we have to confess uh, before the Lord. We have to go to the Lord and say, you know what? We can't do it on our own. We have to go and say, God, we need a Savior. And when we do that, and and we, we turn to the Lord and we say, we're a sinner, we can't do it on our own. And when we're saved, it says, therefore, the Lord Jesus, he'll confess to the Father in heaven. Matthew 10, 32, whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. You know, uh, you, you hear when people get baptized, it's a public profession of faith, right? Uh, a lot of churches, that have altars, right? And uh, at the, uh, our church, we have an altar. At the church, uh, before I started, a church when the Lord led me to plant a church, we had an altar. I'd go to it all the time, amen? Uh, and you know what that is? That's a public profession, right? You're going physically somewhere, and you're, you're, you're getting on your knees, and you're praying, and a lot of times you're weeping, and you're calling out to God, Right? And that's the idea that whosoever uh, whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. So that's an idea of the relationship we have with God where we get saved and then we are not ashamed, amen? Amen. And then we are convicted to tell others about Christ. If you are saved, you should have a burning desire to tell everyone you know, from your best friend to your worst enemy, about Jesus Christ. Amen. If you are saved, you should absolutely want to share the gospel. Matter of fact, you should invest in it like we talked about at share this week. You should... Uh, be all about. You should think of ways to do it. I always see this when I'll see a sign on the road, or I'll see someone made a piece of art with uh, a scripture in it, or I'll, I'll see uh, somebody testify or handing out tracts or street preaching. You know what they're doing? They they are trying to reach the lost. They are not ashamed of Christ. And and Matthew ten thirty two says that. When the Lord sees this, that means that he's no longer ashamed of us, amen, because we are wearing the righteousness of Jesus. So when we testify, testify about Jesus' love for us and what he has done, then we are showing a truth about the Holy Spirit living within us. You see how it all works together? John fifteen fifteen. "...henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth." but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Amen. Now, when we look at the Lord uh, and 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 we get saved, you know what we do? We get into His Word. What happens? He starts revealing Himself more to us. He starts becoming more uh, present in our lives. We start seeing the Lord more. We start seeing His hand at work more. I don't have too much time to go into this, but it's it's a beautiful picture of this. Is Joseph when he's sold off into slavery in Genesis, and he sees his brothers. Uh, he first he, he he disguises himself. He won't let them understand who he is. But as they continue to come back, at as they 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 repent for what they've done wrong, and as they're in that poor condition. Joseph, he, he weeps and he, and he reveals himself and he celebrates and he and he sits down with them at dinner. He he no longer uh, is is just their master now. He, he is their friend. Amen. And, and we see that uh, so so much. We see John fifteen fifteen that verse in our lives with the Lord. And what does that do? Well, I believe that spurs testimony. Does it not? I believe that allows you to discern, to understand more of who God is, and then you want to share with others. Uh, I call it in my house, sometimes we'll call it testimony, you know, that kind of Bible word, but sometimes I'll just say, guys, let me brag on God for a minute. Guys, can I brag on God for a minute? Hey, can you believe what God did for this person or that person or what he did for our church or what he did for our house? Not a day goes by that we should not be able to brag on God profusely. We should be able to testify to his glory. That's what I saw uh, at the Irving's house last night. Amen. I know they wouldn't mind me uh, preaching this if it leads one more to uh, saving knowledge of Christ, if it leads one more uh, to, to go back to the prayer closet. Amen. If it leads one more to testify in their household, I know they wouldn't mind because they had that spirit about them where they just couldn't wait to tell us about what Jesus has done for them and those that they love and those that they know. Even when it's a work in progress, amen, God still gets the glory and we still see what God is doing in people's lives. So firstly, the Holy Spirit is there in a house full of testimonies. The Holy Spirit has to be there. And I know that that sounds almost obvious, but you have to understand uh, there is false teachers, there are false preachers, there's false doctrine. And we see people quote-unquote testifying and all these things. But how do we know it's true? How do we discern it? We see, is the Holy Spirit there? Is that person saved? Is that person uh, bearing fruit for the Lord? And and then when you listen to the, the testimonies, you can see God's hand. And, you know, our God is so amazing. He's so miraculous. Uh, he's so unbelievable, amen. He's, he is the God of all gods. He's the King of all kings. He's the Lord of glory, Amen. And when He works, He does things that only He can do. And that's another kind of telltale sign of a testimony. You say, that's got to be God. You have that moment where you say, that has to be God. There's no way that this thing could happen on its own, whatever the testimony is. Secondly, a house full of testimonies, Jesus gets the glory. He gets the glory. So first, He, the Holy Spirit, is there. Secondly, He, Jesus, gets the glory. Psalms 66, 16, come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. A great testimony always leads to Jesus getting the glory. When Jesus gets the glory, our hearts are filled with what? Joy. Why? Because God fills our heart. Jesus fills our heart with joy the way that nothing else and no one else can. Amen. And when Jesus gets the glory, we we can kind of Authenticate that testimony. We can say, okay, this is real. Now, I've known pastors that will have a, a service and they'll have people get up and testify, and the pastor sometimes will have a straight face and afterwards just be shaking his head because if the testimony is me, me, me and I, 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 and there's nothing leading to Christ, there's nothing that's exalting Christ, there's nothing that's giving Christ the glory then that obviously is not of God. Uh, And we can discern that in our faith. And we can see that when Jesus gets the glory, it is of God. And you wanna bring that back to my first point, the Holy Spirit, what is the Holy Spirit? He, it's a he, what does he always do? Part of the Holy Trinity here, he always points back to Jesus. So again, you got the Holy Spirit in a house full of testimonies, and Jesus is getting the glory. You know, specifically, uh, understanding his heart for his people. You know, when we understand that Jesus loves us, that he died for our sins, that he gave the ultimate gift, you know, uh, I I can't go too deep into this again for time, but I wish, you know what, maybe I need to talk to, uh, brother, uh, Keith or Glenn about seeing if I can lock up an hour or two a week. (laughs) I don't know, but hey, when we're talking in share we're talking about gifts and, and how giving God is and God gives in abundance. And, uh, brother next to me said, he, you know, he said, uh, John 3, 16, God gave his only begotten son. And we, you know, we had to go on and talk about this and that, but is that, is that not the ultimate gift? Is that, is that not the ultimate blessing? Amen. Is that not the ultimate only way to salvation is through the blood of Jesus Christ, that blood atonement of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the blood today of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so we have to understand God's heart for his people. You know, I was just teaching our, uh, Sunday evening service. We're going through the Old Testament. We're taking a uh, unique approach. We're using a little bit of multimedia. We're taking bite-sized bits of verses to try to get through it, get get our, our people really on board with it, become experts in it. And in Genesis, you know, if you really spend some time in Genesis, early in Genesis, you know, when God, he he kicks Adam and Eve out of the garden for sinning, for eating the, the forbidden fruit that they were not to eat. And you know what he does? It says there in a verse, many people probably just pass it by. It says, the Lord took animal skins, and clothe them. It just shows God's heart. Even when we sin, even when we fall short, He is so good. He is so merciful. You know, if you're backsliding today, God wants you back. He wants you back on the firing line. He wants to do something with you. He wants you to bear fruit. Amen. He wants you to be a soul winner. He wants you to be a witness. He wants you to be an evangelist. He wants to do something with you, and He can and He will. Amen. We have a loving God, a forgiving God. The devil doesn't want you to hear that, but it's the truth. Amen. Uh, Also, we're realizing that we're living for God. It brings us victory in our lives that we should not have otherwise. you start hearing testimonies, what are they? They're oftentimes, they're victories. They're overcoming something. There there is a a issue that is resolved. There is a problem that might be solved. There is a a unexpected blessing that occurs. You know, we hear good testimonies. We hear miraculous things. We hear everyday things that just become miraculous because God's involved in them. We understand that there is victory, and we understand that that victory is delivered by who? God. Amen. God gives the victory and God gets the glory. And so we see this victory. We see this tender, loving heart of God, uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We see this victory. And and another element of of a great testimony is you'll see finding strength in his love to fight another day. We can't do it on our own. As a pastor, I have learned that when I am weak, I am made strong. Amen. Uh, I am nothing and I'm nobody and I have no, uh, I can't, I can't stand on my own accord. I can't stand on my own record. I only stand on the blood of Jesus. And when I'm burdened down, when I'm tired and I get tired, like anyone else. Um, I'm what you call, I think the word is, the official word is bivocational pastor, which means that I work a day job and I pastor a church and, hey, uh, try to do online ministry and you know, we do other ministries, uh, videos and uh, so forth, fellowship trips with the church and all these things. And and uh, I get tired. I get burdened down. Amen. That's why I really got a blessing yesterday uh, hearing these testimonies uh, after the share a because... You know what? God is able to preserve us, and we find strength in Him, in His love specifically, to fight another day. You know, that's what it's all about, amen? You know, there's a lot of references to battle in in the Bible. You know, put on your armor, put on the armor of the Lord, right? the sword, uh, the shield, uh, all of the, 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 the uh, feet shod, uh, the preparation, all of these things go to the idea of a battle, of a conquest, of a soldier. And we are to fight. And as many preachers that I've heard before have pointed out, there's no armor on the back mentioned because we are pushing forward for Christ, amen? He has our back. He goes before us. He gives us that armor and we have that strength not in our own abilities, but in him. Now, I want you to think about what the world says. What are they teaching the kids at school? They're saying you can do it on your own. You can do anything on your own with your mind, with your intellect, with your connections, with your status, with your degree. The world's telling you this. I don't need to explain this. You know exactly what I'm talking about here today. That's the world's point of view. And God is being very uh, candid with us. I love someone that's candid, someone that's just gets to the point and tells me the facts, tell me like it is. God's saying, you can't do it on your own. That's not how I made you. I didn't make you to do it on your own. I made you out of, out of uh, my love and my care for you. I made you to depend on me, amen, to depend on me. We find strength in his love to fight another day. And finally, the, the third aspect of a house full of testimonies, is God. He, God, he increases our faith. He increases our faith. So a a testimony, we see the Holy Spirit there. We see Jesus exalted. He's getting the glory. We see that it's understanding his heart for his people, realizing that living for God brings us victory in our lives that we wouldn't have otherwise. Finding strength in his love to fight another day, and then we see that he increases our faith. Revelation 12, verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. In Revelation 12, 11, uh, I, I again, I uh, wish I could go into this more. Uh, this also, uh, I've read some commentaries, may reference some of the saints of God, the God that were martyred in er, in Europe, uh, Italy and France and so forth. They were martyred and that, that had exiled even to America. Uh, and it was a great testimony to what they were doing, and it was it was foretold in, in the book of Revelation. And yet also you can take this verse, and you can see they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, and his atoning sacrifice, and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. So we see here the word of their testimony. They, they, they were true to God, and they overcame the enemy. They overcame Satan. They overcame the world. By, under, by understanding their salvations in Jesus alone, by giving a pure testimony, not being ashamed of Christ, and by not loving their lives. And again, isn't that what we do when we truly testify? Isn't it about us letting go of our pride and letting go of, again, the worldly ways and saying, let me just brag on God. Let me tell you what God did. I have nothing in this. I didn't do anything. Or, you know, if you were helping someone else and you're testifying to what God did for someone else and you were involved in it, you may say, this is how God used me or God worked through me. And that's all biblical. That all lines up with a biblical account. That's what's so wonderful about having a house full of testimonies.
0: You're listening to KJV Cafe. As you learn the great truths in God's Word, we encourage you to take the verses mentioned in this episode and study them, trusting God will open your eyes to a deeper understanding of Himself. Now, here's Pastor Clark with the rest of today's message.
1: Can you say that you know God is real today? Has He increased your faith today? Uh, do the testimonies of others increase your faith? They should. They should. When you look uh, and you you hear a testimony and you say to yourself, logically, there is no way that this makes sense. And if you've been in the ministry, if you've been in church, if you've been around believers, whew, you've seen this before. I know you have. And it, it doesn't make sense, does it? You look at it and you say, well, how can this be? Now, how would this work this way to work this thing out just the way it needs to be? It can't, it cannot. But by God, it's nothing. You know, we were asking for, uh, we were requesting people to help support the radio because it needs it. And uh, we added up all the days left in our month that was on our calendar there. And we hadn't really filled many days out, just a few. And we got a call within, 15, 20 minutes of the session being over. And someone gave just the exact amount to close out the whole month, just as as we had uh, talked about. And we said, how is this possible? You know, phone really wasn't ringing today. And we weren't even sure if people could hear us, amen. And then God comes through. And it's not just in the monetary sense. It could be a testimony of somebody being mysteriously ill, and then one day, God comes through. They're praying, God comes through. It could be a testimony of of somebody uh, needing something, and God comes through. You know, in our food ministry, we have a mobile food pantry. We bring food to people that are in need, and I've gotten testimonies uh, in my inbox, in writing. They tell me, Brother, you don't understand this. I was just praying when I found you. I was just praying when you brought that food. Something just, you, you can't make it up. You can't chalk it up to coincidence. And what does that do? Well, what it should do is you should increase your faith. You know, it should increase your faith. We ca- overcome adversity in this life and gain eternal life by what? Faith. How is Abraham justified? Faith. Faith. How does our faith grow? By walking with God, trusting God, turning to God, seeing God move in ways that we can't explain or understand. If someone said to me, Brother Clark, how do I have faith? Or how do I grow my faith? I would say, number one, get in his word. Uh, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. We get in his word. And then number two, pray to God. Say, increase my faith. And watch, God may bring you a testimony that you can't explain, that you can't work out. And then you say to yourself, how can this be? And then you realize, ah, I got it. I got it. He is real. He is doing miracles today. He is providing. He is going before us. Amen. He does know our needs. And then he gets the glory. Well, why are we here? To give God the glory. You see how this whole thing works? You see how a house full of testimonies brings the Holy Spirit into play, brings Jesus getting the glory, and brings faith to us, an increase of faith to us, which through God gets the glory. It's a beautiful cycle. It's a beautiful picture. You know, I'm like Paul. I can see just very uh, blurry, right? I, I can't behold everything, but in one one day, amen, very soon when the Lord takes us home, I believe it's coming any day. I, I wouldn't tell you if I didn't believe it. I absolutely believe it. Uh, you can ask my wife. I hear a bird fly by. Or we're in the plane route. The plane's going into Charlotte. I hear a plane fly by. I tell my wife, is that the trumpet? Is that the trumpet? Are we are we going home? <laughs> and I know it happens in the twinkling of an eye, but I'm just checking— Maybe, uh, maybe they're warming that trumpet up. Amen. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm prepared. I love my Lord. I can't wait to go home. I want to go home serving him. Amen. And yet our faith is increased when we hear these testimonies, when we see what God is doing in other people's lives. But let me ask you this. How can someone hear a testimony if you never share it? How can someone hear a testimony that maybe you've seen or witnessed and you never share that? And what's getting in the way of you testifying for the Lord? Are you ashamed of something? I mean, if someone came to your house today, would they call it a house filled with testimonies? Is God getting all the glory in your testimony today? Or are you still wrestling with the desire to take some credit? Or maybe there's some kind of sin that's hindering you. Can I encourage you today to go to the Lord to repent, to ask him to forgive you, to ask him to use you, to ask him to revive you, to ask him, say, I wanna to return to my first love, amen. I have a burden on my heart uh, for, for over a year now and it is a heavy burden. And the burden is this, that the church, the saved, those that have, have given uh, the Lord, they've said, I made Lord, uh, Jesus Christ, Lord of my life. This is my burden. that They have turned their back on God and that they have been adulterous, that they have gone astray. That's the burden on my heart. And I, again, I know that that's God because I, I'm usually a pretty positive person and I see somebody, I find different things that I like about them and stuff. I'm not trying to you know, pick a fight, but hey, I'm also not going to lie to you today that God put that burden on my heart. And, and maybe part of that is that, that, that there's this behavior happening in the church where people are going afar off from God and they're not able to give a testimony. If you go to their house, it's all about them and, and the little G gods of this world. And they're not able to to give God the glory. And they're not able uh, to to show fruit in the ministry. They're not able to talk about uh, uh, the books in Luke and say, hey, this is Jesus. This is still happening today. They're not able to draw that comparison because they're out in the world. Hey, wake up, church. What else do you need to wake up? You've got earthquakes. You've got an unbelievable weather. You have, I mean, the thing in Texas, you know, when they shut Texas down, there was ice storms and stuff. Some of these things, literally, if you look at the record books, from my understanding, have never happened before. COVID, if it's not the worst pandemic ever, it's up there with it okay? What else do you need? What other government control and all these things? What else do you need to say that we're, we're at the end of the end of the end of the end? And yet that long-suffering God is calling His church back to Him, saying, you know what? When I come back, I want you serving me. I want to reward you. Isn't Do you understand that? That the Lord didn't come to condemn us, amen? He came to, he came to save us. And when we live for Him, we are rewarded, And I'll I'll get, you know, I know the Bible talks about storing treasure in heaven. I believe that with all my heart and Lord knows, I hope there's some treasure up there for me. Amen. And at the same time, I'll tell you right now, I'm blessed just serving him here on earth. I'm blessed just serving him here on earth. And when I hear the testimonies of the saints, I get excited. I hope you get excited today. You know, I look, tell someone about Jesus. Tell someone what Jesus did for you. Tell them before it's eternally too late. You know, uh, if you say, Brother Clark, I'm not good at speaking. Okay, write it down. Write it down. Oh, well, where am I going to put it? I don't know. Do you have Facebook? You have, uh, oh, you don't have Facebook? You got YouTube? You have a phone? You have a phone? You got a camera on it? Film it. Share it. Record it. Write it down. Do something. You know, maybe the Lord has put you in a certain community to reach. You know, you ever look at this? You want to testify a little bit? You look at where God puts you and you look at the people around you. Uh, my music minister was, was a bus kid. Amen. We were in, uh, we were working together in teen church. Amen. He's in, uh, he's again, the music minister of our church. Now, is that a coincidence? No, it's not. So I can see clearly that this group over here, this is where God's put me. Amen. My wife's in the corporate world. Amen. She's been at the same company forever. I don't know, almost a decade now or more. They sent her a suitcase. I think when well, you get a suitcase, you know, you're doing good. Amen. Hey, that's that's her mission field okay that's where God's put her where's God put you? Where can you share a testimony today don't don't don't, don't let don't uh, quench the spirit amen don't get all official and and uh just antsy and try to be proper and see if you can make a name for yourself just let all that go and give God the glory and he will use you. And no, he may not use you like he's using me, or he may not use you like he's using someone else, but he'll do something uniquely suited for you. Remember, he designed you, he made you, and he can deliver you from being in a place of not serving him or not testifying to a place where people walk in your house, and when they leave, they say, that is a house full of testimonies.
0: For visiting the cafe today, our goal is to inspire you with the truth and depth of God's Word in a straightforward manner. Do you know Jesus? You can today. Visit kjvcafe.com to learn more about God's great plan of salvation for all of mankind. Until next time, remember as Matthew chapter six, verse thirty-three puts it: "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness."